This is the Guide Rock Capital Management Weekly Commentary for the week of January 15th, 2013. I am your host, Jim Collison, broadcasting live and commercial-free from the AverageGuy.tv studios here in Bellevue, Nebraska, and we post the show, including the written commentary, each week out at the AverageGuy.tv. This weekly podcast brings you market commentary from Andrew Hunt, CFP and President of GuideRock Capital Management here in Omaha, Nebraska. If you would like to receive the commentary in advance, send us an email to Andrew underscore Hunt at GuideRock Capital, all one word, GuideRock Capital. Dot com and put subscribe in the subject. If you have questions or comments about this podcast, you can email me here at podcast at theaverageguy.tv. And of course, you can find us both on Twitter. I am just Jay Collison and Andrew is at Andrew D. Hunt. If you're new to podcasts and you're looking for an easy way to listen each week, you might want to consider using Stitcher, available in any browser as well as both Android and iPhone platforms. It's a great way to listen to the podcast at home or on the road. This show and all the past shows are on Stitcher. Stitcher.com, search financial tech. It's education for your ears. Andrew, what do you have for us this week? Well, Jim, I got to say, first thing off, I am just so jazzed to be back on the air. You know, I think it's been almost a year since we talked last, so I'm just, uh, just really pumped to be here. A um, little context. So in this podcast, we're just going to give you a weekly brief market commentary and uh, and so that's what I'm going to attempt to do here. We'll also have the show notes you can read along if you're out there in the internets. So last week investors turned back to stocks. It was a, a, a generally strong performance of the markets um, last week and the question is, is that because 2012 ended so strong or was it something else? There's all kinds of theories and a few of them that came out were things like renewed confidence in the American economy, uh, relief that capital gains and dividend taxes remained constant for middle-income Americans. Uh, some, some speculated that Americans now have faith that the government can get things done. Or maybe it's the fourth choice uh, that there's just a lack of other attractive investments out there. For example, high-yield bonds, also known as junk bonds, fell below 6% for the first time ever. Uh, you know, who knows? The other thing that happened last week was there was some pretty significant um, contradictory messages coming from the Federal Reserve. I don't know if you guys remember, but in 2012, uh, there was something that came out called the Evans Rule, uh, which is named after the head of the Chicago Federal Reserve Bank. And uh, basically what it said was, hey guys, listen, interest rates are going to be tied to employment and inflation targets rather than calendar dates. In the past, everybody's kind of been huddled around waiting for an announcement based on a meeting. Um, instead, they said, hey, because we're going to do this, monetary policy is going to remain very, uh, we'll call it accommodative, into 2014. Well, last week they had a meeting and they announced that the Federal Reserve uh, might slow down on something called quantitative easing which is uh, all rage in the news. You've probably heard about it. Basically, the government goes out and buys treasuries on the open market to get money into the system. Well, if they're going to ease that, that's kind of like saying, hey, interest rates are going to rise in the future. That Evans rule said, 
they're not going to rise until employment comes back and inflation uh, kicks in. And so we're really seeing some contradictions there. We have no idea really which it is, but all we can do is pay attention, stay on top of the news as it comes, and make moves as we see it happen. Kind of on a side note, uh, there's this institute out there called the CFA Institute, the Chartered Financial Analyst Institute, very prestigious group of smart folks. And about 20 years ago, they published an article from a, a professional in the industry uh, who wrote uh, some advice to his daughter. And uh, it's kind of cool to reflect back 20 years, uh, 20 years in the past to see what he said. Pretty, pretty sage advice here. And I'm just going to rattle off a few of his pieces. The first one is he's telling his daughter, hey, um, a fool and his money are soon parted. All that to say... You know, pay close attention to the financial matters in your life because capital is a perishable commodity when it's not managed well. He said, there's no free lunch. Risk and return are correlated perfectly. <laughs> Generally, the greater the risk, the greater the potential return and vice versa. Know thyself was his third piece of advice. Hey, be honest. Be honest with your risk tolerance. There's, we have a saying in the business that is everybody knows how risky they're willing to be after there's a market crash, uh, which is the worst time, of course. Um, so know thyself. Be honest with yourself when it comes to your risk tolerance. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Diversification helps to mitigate um, market exposure, uh, exposure to risk. So it's best to have a well-diversified and well-allocated portfolio. He also said, take the long view. Remember, don't let short-term market fluctuations and media frenzies, hello, end of 2012, uh, <laughs> don't let that drive your, your investment decisions. They're usually really bad if you follow them. And then the last one, remember the value of common sense. Guys, if you've been investing really at all for the last 20 years, uh, you realize that this isn't rocket science. Um, you really need to do your research and, and, and take the competitive nature out of it um, so that you can end up with a long-term potential good outcome. So th that advice uh, sounds like it was written for somebody coming into 2013. Actually, it was written 20 years ago, and that's pretty interesting. I love to reflect back um, on, some of the, on some of the stuff that we saw back in the 80s. Uh, all the way up into today. That advice is still very sage and continues to be great. I'll end, a, end every single one of these each week with a little quote. This week it's from Will Rogers. It says, if you want to be successful, it's just this simple. Know what you're doing, love what you're doing, and believe in what you're doing. So with that, Jim, what questions do you have? Andrew, one of the things I looked at uh, early last week in one of your commentaries, and you know, you had mentioned we're just kind of kicking this off again, and, and you're right, we had not podcasted since March, and so we're bringing this podcast back in a quick, just seven to ten minutes every week, we're going to come in and, and, and kind of nail it, and of course, if you have questions, you can send them to podcast at theaverageguy.tv, but go back for me just a, just a couple weeks, fiscal cliff, uh, they changed yeah. some things. Give me maybe one or two things that everybody should know about what came out of the deal uh, that was forged right at the you know the eleventh hour. Yeah, great question, Jim. And we were following the fiscal cliff over at Guide Rock uh, really close because it had the potential to affect a lot of people. If you guys remember, I mean, we were talking about dividends and capital gains rates, the big uh, you know investment uh, pieces uh, going uh, affecting all taxpayers potentially. Mm -hmm. Uh, but ultimately what happened was that dividends 
the, the rate that dividends are taxed at did increase and went to 20%, but only for those making more than $450,000 a year in adjusted gross income who file married filing jointly. Uh, same story with capital gains. Capital gains went from 15 to 20% for those making $450,000 a year um, in adjusted gross income filing jointly. Um, so those, that, that, was the, that was kind of the big one. The other piece that a lot of people saw if they got paid in the last week and a half um, is that payroll tax cut went away. So I don't know if you remember when Obama first came into office, he said, hey, let's take 2% and put it back to the people so that they can spend it. Um, that expired. Um, you know, in my opinion, and I know you all want my opinion, <laughs> the, uh, the, you know, hey, they were taken from Social Security to fund that one. And so Social Security has already got some pretty significant problems. So it's, it's, I think it's probably for the best to put the money back in there. Those are pretty much the highlights. There was some other stuff going on uh, for farmers. They got a deal uh, through as part of the, um, the, the Fiscal Cliff Act. Um, but those were the big ones that a lot of people worried about. The other one was the states. Um, we were worried that uh, the a states less than a, a million dollars or more would be taxed. Um, they extended it to $5 million as the uh, state exemption size before you end up seeing some inheritance tax or some, some estate tax. So that was the other big one that came through. So from an average guy standpoint, I would expect to see less money in, right. my, in my paycheck starting January 1. Yep. Yeah, if you've gotten paid, you've already seen, you know, for, so the average person is going to see about $40 less in real dollars coming through their paycheck, the average, the average guy. Yeah. All right. 80 bucks a month less. Yeah, that's kind of a bummer. It's, it's, totally. it's hard to end the podcast on, on that note, but it, the reality is uh, we need to make some payments there. So uh, it's, it's coming out of the check, going back to the government. And right. Andrew, thanks for taking the time to come in this week. We'll just remind folks we'll do this each and every week or most weeks we can. Uh, and, and Andrew's got some great commentary coming. I thought it was really important to get that commentary out into your hands. And I'll remind you listeners that if you're new to podcasting or listening to podcasts, there's an easy way to do it. And that's just out at Stitcher. It's a free app available for any browser as well as both Android and iPhone platforms. Great way to listen to your podcasts uh, at home or on the road. This, this show will be posted out there as well as past shows, stitcher.com, search financial tech, and be sure to visit Guide Rock Capital. That's easy. It's just guiderockcapital, all one word, dot com. Follow Andrew on Twitter. He's just at Andrew D. Hunt, all one word. And get the show notes to this show. It's just the commentary that we went through out at theaverageguy.tv. Now, Andrew and I say thanks for listening, and we'll catch up with you next week. Remember, be smart about your investing. GuideRock Capital Management, Inc., or GuideRock, is a registered investment advisor that is registered with the state of Nebraska and located in Omaha, Nebraska. GuideRock and its representatives are in compliance with the current registration requirements imposed upon investment advisors in the states in which they maintain clients. GuideRock may only transact business in those states in which it is registered or qualifies for an exemption or exclusion from registration requirements. Important information describing GuideRock's business operations, services, and fees can be viewed on the SEC's website at www.advisorinfo.sec.gov.
www.guiderock.gov. GuideRock will provide Form ADV Part 2, which serves as the firm's disclosure document to all clients. Copies of Form ADV Part 2 are also available to interested parties upon request. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss. Past performance is not indicative of future results. No current or prospective clients should assume that the future performance of any specific investment, investment strategy, or product made reference to directly or indirectly on this video, website, or indirectly via hyperlink or any affiliated third-party website will be profitable or equal to past performance levels.